0: They're frowning. Yeah. They're just resting resting threat face. They're not
1: <laughs> resting threat face. <laughs> that sounds like a, a fifth grade slam. You resting threat face. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Reason Together, the podcast for Christians who think about stuff. I'm Thomas, there's Daniel, and we're back for episode number 130. Yes, we Welcome. are. Good morning. <laughs> How are you this morning, Daniel? i uh, doing pretty good. <clears throat>
1: doing pretty well. Good. Yep. After spilling, you, uh... after spilling my smoothie all over the wall and the floor and stuff like that and getting the shampoo out, yep, I'm fine. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess we started a few minutes late today because of your smoothie incident. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, I felt bad for you because I was thinking, oh no, I hope that wasn't his entire breakfast and now he's over at the, the church building without his breakfast and now he's going to yeah. be hangry on the podcast and be yelling at me. That's and, right. And it
1: actually was because of your text. I was like, what? And then I, sl- no, not really. <laughs> um, no, it was the trying to balance four things with a cup of smoothie on top of your laptop computer as you're oh. you know, unlocking a door and walking through the door anyway. <laughs> So yeah, uh, okay. I'm not laughing at you.
0: I'm, yeah, <laughs> yes you are. Well, actually, yeah, <laughs> no. I kind of am. So <laughs> I was trying to think. I was trying to think of what else I could be doing other than laughing at you. Then my I mind was like, no wait, n- no, I am no, laughing no, at you. No, actually, him. I'm, <laughs> I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I want to be a good no friend. No apologies and, um, needed. You are. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> so how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, good. Staying busy and uh, yeah, I've been doing some blacksmithing lately. Yes, so, I saw I
1: saw a video It was impressive.
0: Yes. And uh nice. just got another order um Did for some of that stuff. So fantastic. Yeah, doing doing a little more of that. Um, good deal. Yeah. And now I now I heard you well, you uh <clears throat> you just finished VBS, didn't you?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. You yep. Know,
0: had a had a very good week. Are you exhausted? <laughs>
1: um no, I, I took, I took, a, um, yes, I was, uh, I took a couple of days off and, been sleeping in and, and, uh, so I'm feeling pretty good right at the moment, but, um, uh, good, um, uh, but yeah, it was a tiring week, but, those, uh, uh,
0: those can be tiring. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. But things went well, went smoothly and, um, you know, had several, several folks jumping in and, jumping in and helping, uh, the, the, the weather, uh, the Lord bless the weather. It, it started Sunday was 91 degrees. Phew. And by Monday morning, uh, or, or Monday, the high was supposed to be 72. It had dropped almost 20 degrees for the first day of Bible school. And then it kind of, you know, escalated a little bit throughout the week. And then Thursday and Friday, rain threatened, but it worked around our, cool. um, our, uh, you know, our schedule. And,
0: <laughs> um, and Someday then... I'm going to get a compilation of all of the times you've talked about the weather on <laughs> yes. the podcast and just publish that <laughs> as a standalone episode. It'd be like an hour long of uh, Daniel talking about the weather.
1: Yes. Um, And it was fun because I I may have been the most excited one about it. No, I don't know that I was, but it was pretty exciting to me. I guess I wouldn't say I'm a city slicker, but I'm maybe a country novice. (laughs) It'd be like the (laughs) next step. So, tractor. So, I I wanted... that We had a farm theme this year, and I wanted, you know, a full-blown tractor. I mean, I wanted a nice big tractor there for the last day and take a group picture around the tractor. Mm -hmm. So, one of our farmers lined that up for me. I and, saw that, uh, yeah, it was a nice big tractor, and uh, yeah, that's that's so. not
0: like some folks who maybe aren't from that region might be picturing like a craftsman lawn tractor <laughs> <laughs> or at right. the very at the very least, maybe one of those tractors you'll see in parades, yeah, you know? right uh, we had, <sighs> like growing up we had an old Oliver
1: tractor, and yeah,
0: yeah, but this thing was was mass. this is like the size of a small house, <laughs> yeah, kind of uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm serious about yeah, that. You, you ever seen those, those tiny houses? This tractor looked bigger than one of those.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that turned out great. And again, <clears throat> the weather uh, turned yeah. out ni- <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, uh, I'm
0: curious. I'm curious. How did they get the tractor there? Did they, was it close enough that they drove it there or did yes. they like,
1: mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yep. Neat. So that was neat. Yep. Hmm. But anyway, so still, yeah. And then uh, we had, had several young people and, um. And just several people helped set up, helped tear down, mm-hmm. uh, helped throughout the week. And, you know, when, when there's so many people involved like that, it really helps it to go more, uh, you know, sm- smoothly. And um, so yeah. I'm appreciative of all the help there. And then looking forward to, you know, some
0: follow-up with it too. And yeah. Yeah, yeah I have Exciting. always appreciated the uh, the emphasis on your your, and your VBSs on, on really spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been to quite a few VBSs. I have helped in quite a few VBSs at other places. And uh, you know, just to give you an example, even when you guys do a skit, Mm -hmm. there is often a lesson in it. In fact, I don't know that I've ever seen one where there wasn't Mm -hmm. a lesson in it. Whereas some use that skit time as an opportunity to just have a break for foolishness. Mm -hmm. You know, let's take a break and do something foolish. And I guess I can't say that's you know morally wrong in in some sense depending on what they're doing but Mm -hmm. you know i've always appreciated that there is a spiritual emphasis on every part of the vbs there and uh you know even just the way that um when when invitations are done which i can't remember do you guys do one just at the end of the week or Mm -hmm. yes you do there's there's this process in which uh if a child comes forward at the invitation they're not just ushered right back to go talk to a counselor there's like a pre-counselor counselor right to right. to kind of uh, interview briefly just to see if the child understands what it is they went forward for right yeah you've had and that's su- such a crucial step that so many people and places just kind of skip hmm. um and i've always appreciated the carefulness which in which that was done well thank you yeah
1: good well, um, what? Do, well, first, as we get started, too, let me take a break here and and thank our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/Reason together for uh, your financial investment. We we know that the the finances is a part of your life. You give yes uh, your your life for money, and you give some of that money to us, and we certainly appreciate that. Especially our elite patrons who have access to the after show uh, for the significant contribution you make. Thank you all of you.
0: Yes, which uh, brings up the, uh, the subject here that one of our patrons has upgraded to elite. Really? Yes. Um, it was my mother. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, yes, Tom's thanks, mom. mom. Yeah. <laughs> so we now have another elite patron.
1: Yes. Well, thank you very uh, much. And I want to yes. mention in relation to that, um, yes. that one of our elite patrons just recently uh, passed away and uh, she mm-hmm. was, uh, Joyce was a special <clears throat> lady. In fact... As we looked back, she was our very first patron. Yes, um, some about four years ago. I think Mm -hmm. we've we've been podcasting now, and probably around that same time, maybe lacking a few months, that we've actually had patrons. But Mm -hmm. um, anyway, she was she was the first on board. And one of the things that I can say that I appreciate uh, about her is her her thinking that she was a thinking woman. She was a Bible student. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know if in how many years, how much time went by without her actually studying the Bible. I mean, she had been part of Bible studies, and even uh, in the last, I think, uh, within the last couple of visits I had with her, she was asking me a question, you know, in the Gospel of John uh-huh. about something she was studying and a question she had there, and, um, and she she was a neat person, and her yeah. husband's a dear saint as well, and yeah. so I just want to remember Joyce and praise the Lord for her and her, yes. her testimony.
0: Yes they uh, they came out here one time they were they were traveling uh, I think it was on a vacation they were traveling around New York and places up in the Northeast they stopped in to see us and we had lunch together and uh, over at the the 99 restaurant here in town and I mm-hmm. uh, got to spend some time with them and and she just really had well um, I'll tell you there, a lot of folks have um, physical challenges uh, some harder than others yes. and some folks really embody what it means to suffer with grace. And, uh, I really think she, she portrayed that well.
1: Yes, she did. Her testimony was one of, uh, staying positive. Uh, and she kind of ran the marathon as far as physical things go. Oh yeah. Meaning, I mean, it, it, she went through this and that and this and that, and then, and struggled with cancer for years. Um, it yeah. was it was pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, and if you tried to ask her about her, she just <laughs> tried to change the conversation to ask about you. You know, how are you doing? And it was just a just a sweet lady. So yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord for her. So. Yes, Amen.
1: Well, I'm wondering as we step into our episode here whether we have some listener feedback that we might want to deal with before we jump into uh, something else.
0: Um, yeah, we do have <clears throat> one question here. Uh, And this is from, actually, you know what? I don't know that I had the chance to put this into our editorial calendar here yet, but uh, this is feedback on restitution. Did you want to hit that first? Sure, sure. Okay, this is from Elite Patron Justin. He says, Hi, Thomas and Daniel. I appreciate the discussion about the concept of restitution and its connection with forgiveness. Um, I believe that restitution should be a general expectation when a physical item has been destroyed or monetary damages are incurred, it should never be a requirement as part of forgiveness. Mm. Mm-hmm. I see forgiveness as being on the part of the one offended and should be freely offered as we have been instructed by Christ. He references uh, Mark eleven twenty-five through 26, where it says, "...and when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any, mm. that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses." But if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Uh, He says restitution should be completely in the control of the offender. Let me think about that. Restitution should be completely Mm -hmm. in control of the offender. Okay. Uh, He says, well, except for legal requirements. Uh, The Old Testament teachings suggest that restitution from this individual to the one offended is something God expects, but that is between the offender and him. Any forgiveness we are responsible for is so small in comparison uh, to what we have been forgiven for, our forgiveness, uh, in the case when restitution should have been should have occurred, can and has been a tremendous testimony and witness. Um, <clears throat> so that is feedback on restitution. Yeah, I'd say um, it's a good summary overall. Yeah, I, I would say so too. I, I didn't really see anything I would disagree with there. Yeah. So um, you're saying that the
1: the forgiveness, you know, is on the part of the offended. The restitution's on the part of the offender, though the forgiveness should be given without it, yet the offender has, uh, you know, has the responsibility to consider what restitution should be made uh, in a sense between him and the Lord. Yeah, if
0: any. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He also, in the same email, gives some uh, feedback on the Scary People episode. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, He says, as for the episode on Scary People, it reminds me of a few people I have known one of my first bosses for example um he puts bosses in quotes there um yeah. he says i think the phrase today would be that the person has uh, had face threat face threat <laughs> I haven't heard that before, but i, I, I think
1: know. I get it. Does that just mean that the person just looks threatening?
0: Yeah, yeah,, yeah. just the resting state of their face is maybe you know I was
1: gonna say that's funny. certain people are that way <laughs> they just with and, and it's not, <laughs> and it's not really their fault. I don't think a lot of people it's just the way I think their face is made up that yeah. when they're when they're at rest, they're frowning, yeah, they're
0: just you know resting, they just look mean, right. resting threat face, they're not. <laughs>
1: arresting threat face <laughs> That sounds like a That sounds like a a, a fifth grade slam. You resting threat face.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, my. oh, yeah, well... <laughs> it's not taking much to get you going this morning, is it? <laughs> oh, man. I'm smoothie-deprived. Um, yeah. No, um, sorry. Anyway, Justin goes on here. He says, that's likely an unfair characterization. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but a quick look revealed that, that this uh, was the person you had to be careful around and that uh, someone who is a natural introvert like me would tend to keep back from and not engage in conversation... For me, the scary person was the one who naturally tended towards conflict because I naturally tend away from it. I think I have matured in that aspect since my first job in high school, but, and somewhat related to the Enneagram discussion, I had to gain savvy in how to handle engaging in conversation uh, with someone I knew might be difficult. I still struggle as I feel a lot of inertia to overcome sometimes when presenting the gospel, but God has been gracious. Keep up the good work, Justin.
1: Good. That's a <clears throat> neat a way he phrases part of that the the inertia and the presenting. But yeah, yeah I think about that as he's as you're reading that. That uh, for me, also, I would say uh, to some degree, an introverted person, there were certain people, and I wouldn't call them threatening necessarily or scary, but they were intimidating uh-huh. uh, because uh, of maybe their style of conversation. Like they would just. Ask questions, and they'd ask questions that I feel like oh, I don't—I yeah, hadn't really ever thought of that question before, so yeah. I don't know how to answer it. So then I feel weird, like right. I'm awkwardly and then you know, trying to think through this good response to this question. And for them, it's just boom, boom—you know, it's just they throw it yeah. out. And and with age, I think I've gained you know an ability to just feel free with myself to you know answer those more easily those questions. But but yeah, yeah there's certainly anyway I can sa- I can uh, relate with some intimidation in mm-hmm. talking to certain people
0: yeah he uh justin even references the enneagram episode in there because i guess somewhat of that uh feeling about conflict can be related to personality he says um mm-hmm. that reminded mm-hmm. me i listened recently to an episode of the matt walsh podcast mm-hmm. where he took the enneagram personality test <laughs> right yeah um, I heard that. It, it is it is it is accurate and hilarious <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty hysterical but it's yeah. funny now i i do think he sort of mischaracterizes some things but it is his his whole persona about stuff is funny like yeah you know I, i'm not even countenancing that question or of course i'm that you know and right no i'm most definitely this and so like, who,
0: who wouldn't answer yes to that? Several, several times he said, "Who wouldn't say that about themselves?" Yeah, and I thought, "Well, that that's accurate. Probably most people would would have you know say that about themselves." So.
1: Now, one of our listeners <laughs> mentioned um mentioned a YouTuber who had dealt with a, a Christian um, YouTuber who had dealt with the Enneagram, and so I watched one of those uh, just last night, actually, um, and. You know, while it's interesting, it it certainly still, it says, well, you certainly have to be cautious. You have to be careful. I can't say based on that YouTube video that he really convinced me differently because he kept saying, he kept um, trying to connect the Enneagram to the Pentagram Uh without really ever making the connection. He just said, you know, kind of basically like, Look, those shapes are similar. In this spooky, weird, like demonic. Right. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, what that? It's just a shape. He wasn't really making right. an argument. He was just more saying, you know, this is demonic. And so then he relate he he you know rattled off all these Bible verses that to me didn't have anything to do with what he
0: was saying because he never made the connection. <laughs> right. I you agree. know.
1: Uh So anyway, I didn't but... see
0: that that video. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, I do agree with you to try and make that argument. If you're going to argue against the using the thing, find a better argument. That one doesn't fit because yeah. the connection between the Enneagram and the Pentagram is not a clear connection. It's it's more implicit uh in a sense, depending on on how, how you're looking at it. Um <laughs> But yeah, so no, yeah, not a not a good yeah. argument. Yeah. So. Anyway,
1: so one other one here. Do you want to deal with this? Um this crypto here
0: sure we can hit that one
1: okay um let's see here one of our is this patron
0: right yeah uh yeah i think so yes
1: okay um asking about uh, in relation to cryptocurrency he says hello thomas and daniel um i am catching up on several episodes okay and then uh, he said my question is this i recently made the decision to begin investing in cryptocurrency due to the ongoing devaluation of the u.s dollar I've been informed by some well-meaning friends that this is akin to gambling due to the volatile nature of crypto, but I countered that I don't see any difference between this and exchanging currencies, since he's essentially seeing crypto... I mean, it's called cryptocurrency. In addition, I believe I am supporting useful technology. This is my first time investing, and I'm genuinely curious, is this actually gambling, and thus a sin?
0: Um, Boy, it seems like we talked... Once before, a long time ago, about is investing gambling, but I don't think we ever covered cryptocurrency, no, huh. Um, what is your degree of familiarity with cryptocurrency?
1: Um, I wouldn't say I'm very familiar with it. Someone just recently tried to explain it to me and and I thought I understood it what what i what I thought that I basically discerned from the conversation of what cryptocurrency is is essentially um it's a Oh, man, it's like it's like a digital reward for doing certain video game-ish kind of things. Uh, like, uh, no, it, it seemed like no. after doing so much of this, you earned a certain amount of this in this gaming culture, which was valuable to somebody, yeah. uh, and thus it becomes a currency, though it is entirely digital. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was no. my take on it. What's I your think thought on it?
0: The connection to gaming is not is not really accurate. No. Um, now, certainly there is cryptocurrency that is given as uh, yes. like prize winnings in gaming, Okay. but it didn't necessarily, it's not, it doesn't have that kind of <clears throat> connection where it's only in the gaming world. Cryptocurrency exists independent of the internet gaming world. Um, and um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have invested a little bit in cryptocurrency in mm-hmm. the past myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, it was 10 bucks. <laughs> so I'm a high roller here, you know, but, um, I was, I, I want to, I did some reading on it, some research on it and decided I was going to just stick 10 bucks in there and see what it does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have never invested any more than that. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, whenever it, you know, doubles its money, I just withdraw the, uh, the, um, Initial um investment the, the dividends there and, okay. you know, use it as, you know, petty cash essentially. So, you know, it'll gain 10 bucks and then, i just leave the original investment of ten dollars in there to just keep doing what it's doing. Um, but the the concept of it, I can see why people would call it gambling because you are in a sense looking at a currency that doesn't exist physically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's simply you're hoping that people will feel so destabilized about the actual market, right, <laughs> that they will invest in uh, cryptocurrency. So you, the whole the whole thing with it is, I hope, I hope, I hope. That people will lose interest in Wall Street and start investing in cryptocurrency. And it's that hope that it'll just blow up one day that kind of makes people want to put money in cryptocurrency. As of yet, it hasn't necessarily blown up overwhelmingly at this point. It's fluctuated a lot. A few years yes, ago, it yes. did really well. Right now, it's not doing great uh, because the Biden administration is wanting to regulate it more. <clears throat> um, so people so, are, are taking their money out of it. Um, anyway, all we- that to say- What makes it different, I think, than gambling is because there's not an exact market watch that people can can use to kind of predict the outcomes of it. Um, And I'm not a a huge investor. I'm not an expert in in things like Mm -hmm. that. Not even close, really. But at least with businesses where you can buy stock in them, you can kind of see the trend of their business overall. You can kind of gauge whether or not they're going to be successful and make a, an educated guess on supporting something that you think will bring a return. Um, whereas cryptocurrency, y- your whole hope is that people will, you know, ditch Wall Street and invest in crypto. <laughs> Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think so. Can, can you explain a little bit more about what uh, what cryptocurrency is? I mean, is it basically just a number on
0: paper? I mean, Essentially, you, you say, but, you I say mean, it's you... a non-physical yeah i mean you do have to buy into it you do have to put actual money into it right right um and it just kind of kind of stays there in your i use a thing called coinbase Mm -hmm. um just an app where you can invest in bitcoin and other types of cryptocurrency Hmm. and uh it's very simple to use but the money just kind of sits there so you are putting money into it and um depending on you know how people are buying whether it's uh Bitcoin at the moment, or I think there's one called Dogecoin or something, and there's several others, mm-hmm. depending on what people are are purchasing the value of something might go up. It's a simple supply and demand if people all of a sudden jump on you know bitcoin or or another one of these other coins <clears throat> um it it creates kind of um implicit demand for it, which would make the price for it eventually go up.
1: yeah, it's just interesting to me i can't um uh and this doesn't necessarily have a i'm I'm not speaking to the 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 questioner here. Uh, about, is it gambling? I've just, it's, it's interesting to me to say, I I can't quite wrap my mind around investing in a in a non-entity. I mean, Mm -hmm. in a sense now, maybe someone would say that's all stocks are, you know, they're just numbers on paper. (laughs) I mean, but I mean, you actually own part of a business in some way. Yeah. So it is, it is different. Yeah, with cryptocurrency it's just like well, what but what is it <laughs> i mean
0: what am well, it, i putting it, what it, am it, i buying it, it's kind of a popularity contest in a way as to far as as mm. far as which which cryptocurrency is doing well right now mm. and it kind of is in a sense um buzz marketed in a way when people feel like it's going to go up <laughs> it tends to go up because people start buying things um <laughs> So it's not really, and again, I'm not an expert on this. This is just my basic understanding on the little bit of research I did on it. Um, and, you know, I took like a like a free online course on it just to see uh, what okay. it was all about. But, uh, um, you know, it just, it's not tied to an actual uh, business that you can say, okay, their projections have looked good, so I'm going to invest in them. You can't really say that. It's kind yeah. of more about what everybody's feeling it's going to do.
1: That's interesting. And like with um you know but you have to you have to admit that even with the american dollar it's not tied to any standard it's only the value that people place on that piece of paper and the same thing is true with crypto that it's just a value that somebody places on this thing so it really is a currency if somebody says um you can come to my shoe store and pay in crypto all right well it's a currency Uh, you know what i mean whether it doesn't have a standard or not um that's interesting i i
0: yeah, like I, me, I feel like I feel like we need more feedback on it from from other listeners, maybe who have done some research on it too. Because I, I feel like even though I took a, a free online course on it, that doesn't make me an expert in it. So I feel like I'm talking a little bit outside of my scope. Mm-hmm, and I've mm-hmm. only ever invested ten bucks in it, and I've yeah, I've and gotten returns on that a number of times. Um, so it's it's made you know a good bit more than that over and over. Yeah. But you know I'm I I'm I i i do not feel like an expert at it. If yeah. That makes sense. Well, so
1: maybe, a, maybe a listener could give us an explanation of sort of what it is exactly. Um, as far as going back to the whole investing versus gambling thing, to me, that's, uh, somewhat on a spectrum. It has to do with motive, with, uh, with investigation, mm-hmm. with, you know, um, the solidity of, of the investment. Cause e- even if you go into say a mutual fund, you have high risk and low risk, and within the mutual fund or within, you know, the funds themselves, I imagine that individual stocks are more or less volatile, so yeah. there could you could ascribe, well, that's a gamble, but when you mix all of them together, overall, they have, you know, a growth rate, and so... Yeah. Um, well, that's the, kind of a subjective question as far as w- when something becomes gambling Unless basically you're just going, oh, uh, sure, five bucks, I hope I roll a six, you know I mean? That's kind of a...
0: Sort of. Sort of. But it, in, in the actual business world, hard work does pay off. So mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. say it's not as much of a gamble if you're investing in the right things. Um, you know, yeah, if you're... you've ever started a business, then you know what it's like to it's put out gamble. investment capital in starting mm-hmm. something and you feel like you're gambling. But yeah. then you start to work hard to make it pay off and hard work does pay off. It, it really does. So it's it's not as much of a gamble if you're willing to do the work. It's just when you're investing, you're paying someone else to start the business and do the business and, and run everything. So you're not doing the physical work yourself. You're investing in their work. Mm-hmm. So if you think they're going to work hard and do the job well and, and, and they have a track record of doing so, I don't see that as a gamble um, as much really, it, really at all, because hard work pays off. Um, whereas something like crypto you know what what are what am i mm. investing in necessarily mm. popularity you know mm. whatever the the current mood is about crypto in a sense dictates how crypto moves in the market um <clears throat> of course that that changes when governments try to regulate it but hmm. whatever
1: so thank you for the question and we're again welcome any feedback that we might have a uh, reason together podcast at gmail.com let us know what you think
0: yeah thank you appreciate that
1: now, if, if we don't have more that we want to cover right now, we had wanted to hear, I don't know, a couple weeks back, and we didn't get to it because we, had, we were dealing with uh, listener questions, which is fantastic, and we, we, we love to deal with those. But we had wanted to <clears throat> talk about uh, some blog posts here a little bit. We're excited that uh, <clears throat> recently we were privileged to be able to start the Reason Together blog, and we invited several authors to, uh, to volunteer an article for us, and so we already mm-hmm. have, um, I'm pulling it up here, but would what, what it, six or seven? Seven, um, I think. Seven, okay. Articles there. You and I have each written one, but only one, I believe, and yeah. others there's, are from...
0: There's still one in the pipeline, I think another one. We're expecting Yes,
1: one. yep. Um, so so it's neat mm-hmm. to have others on board. It's neat to see what's been produced already, and so just kind of wanted to throw out a couple of these uh, articles for <coughs> for discussion, one that that... Kind of took me off guard, <laughs> and as you know, and and just I was like, wow. After I got done, I was like, wow, that was a really good good statement. Of that uh, was written by um uh a Stephen Heinball and he he writes this article giving giving back a statement. But what it is 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 he makes a case, and about the best case I think I've ever seen. And and I don't know that people hardly ever make a case <laughs> for <laughs> church membership. Um. You know, and so so to ask our listeners, if you had to make a case, you know, why why church membership? Why is that a big deal? Uh, why not just go and sit in the pew and mm-hmm. you know enjoy the preaching? What's the big deal about church membership? Yeah, uh, Hindball here basically takes the approach from Hebrews where it says, "them that have the rule over you," and his take on it is that um he doesn't have the rule over everyone who walks through the door right he only th- this this past this pastoral personage has the rule he has an obligation to watch for the souls of those who basically covenant in 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 the church together to be under his shepherdship right um and so Anyway, anything else you want to say about that before?
0: No, I just think it's a really sensible argument to be made. And and I I think a lot of times people misconstrue having the rule over you. And we hear that Mm -hmm. and we think, oh, how ugly. You know, the idea of a pastor having rule over people. It sounds so authoritarian. That's not what uh, Pastor Heinbaugh is getting at uh, Mm -hmm. in the article uh, at all, really. It's just the concept that someone has to have the accountability. Someone has to give the account for your soul. Uh, according to Hebrews and and according to scripture it's the pastor that's going to do that but am i accountable for people who you know visited and then didn't didn't stay am i accountable for people who uh you know for instance if you and your family came and visited right <laughs> uh, on a sunday am i now accountable for you and, and your family no of course not uh because you've not covenanted in that relationship with mm-hmm. with our church here to place yourself under the pastoral accountability so it is It is an accountability relationship, and that might be why uh, that might be a more uh, more modern way that we would say that is accountability.
1: Okay. Um, Now, to parse it out a little bit, could we say then that there are there are believers who exist? You know, they 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 call out to God. They are born again, but they're not under the rule of anyone. Yeah. I mean, because there there are some who would say uh, that. They would dichotomize, uh, how would you say it? They would dichotomize the family of God and the church, right? We would say that the church is the body. The body is the church. Jesus is the head of the church. So a person can be born again and be part of the church, but not be um, associated yet with a local church.
0: Um, yeah, I, I don't but, disagree. I, right. I think some would argue with, with the language that you use yes. there, but it's, yes. it's semantical, really. It's, it's the same.
1: But they would... That that's talking talking of the semantics. There, they would say, "Well, that person who's not connected with a local church isn't part of any church, but he is the family of God." Um, mm-hmm. Kind of think with that thought in mind, the accountability issue: Are, are there some believers not having connected with a the church then who technically don't fall under Hebrews because no one's over the has the rule over them? Yeah, is that what we're saying? I mean, so yeah. when he says, "Obey them that have the rule over you," he's talking to people that have committed themselves. Right. To a local accountability in the yeah. congregation under their shepherd.
0: Voluntarily. Yeah. And that's, that's even the way that Pastor Heinbaugh says it is the pastor, he says, the pastor only has the rule over uh, and will only give account for those believers who have voluntarily submitted themselves under his spiritual authority. He, how does he know who they are? <laughs> you know, how do you know who you're accountable for? Well, because of this church membership relationship. When someone right. voluntarily says, "I covenant together with this church to be accountable here,"
1: that that makes sense. And yet, the other the, the flip side of that that I'm wondering about when I look at Hebrews 13:17 and it says, um, "Obey them; the, have the rule over you, and submit yourselves." For they watch for your souls as they that must give account, and hence mm-hmm. the title of the article. Giving
0: back a statement. Yeah.
1: Um, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. It seems like in our generation, um, the concept of church membership is so light and transient in a yeah. sense that you don't like what I'm doing? Fine, I'll go somewhere else. Consumerist. You know, yeah, it's very consumerist. Yeah. So, so in that day when he's like, you know, you don't want you don't want them to have to give an account with grief because that's not good for you. Well, in our day, it seems that they would say, uh, well, you know, if you're grieved with me, I don't want you to be my shepherd, I'm gone. Well, then he right. doesn't have to give an account of them, although I guess maybe he would at the judgment seat to say, Lord, I shepherded them to this point. Right. And then they stepped out from under my shepherdship. There's nothing else I could do. I'm sad to say, you know, that they didn't return. This was the state of their their relationship with the body and with you. Uh, so I guess right. he is still giving an account at that point. But do you see what I'm saying? Kind of it, like, yeah. like they would actually in that day, it sounds like, have been under... They would have been in that relationship of accountability and yet struggled with submission and, right. and not been living up to, a, say, a standard... And yet in our day, it's like, well, if I'm not living up to your standard, forget it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean, that's and, and not really, true everybody.
0: Yeah. And this is saying that really the ideal is that when someone is born again and baptized and added to a local church, that from that point going forward, there should never be a time in their life where they are not connected via membership to a local church. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to stay at the same one the rest of your life. I mean, sometimes right. <laughs> people move. Sometimes <laughs> sure, sure. churches close their doors and so on. Um, various other things can happen. Um, but that's why we have this whole transfer of letter uh, procedure that has emerged um, in, in which, you know, one church, in a sense, releases you in good standing to the church that you are going to after, because there should always be someone um, who can give back the statement. Uh, for you. So, I mean, if you've moved around and and you end up at, you know, at the judgment seat of Christ someday, there'll be multiple pastors there Mm -hmm. uh, who will give an account for various stages of your life. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. Yeah.
1: So that was, uh, so if you haven't read that article, you take a look at that called uh, Giving Back a Statement um, and and, and think through that. See, follow his line of reasoning there, see what you think. Yeah. Um, and now, as I understand it, can they leave, um, I'm looking here, I'm actually, yes, you can actually leave comments right under the blog posts themselves. Absolutely. Uh, there's also suggestions of other blogs. So you can you can kind of, you know, give your thoughts right yeah. there. You don't have to it, go it to someplace else. It has been that or... way.
0: It has been that way on our website since the beginning. You could comment on... Uh, even podcast episodes, you can comment on blog posts or anything else that's posted on reason together.fm. There's a whole place for conversation right underneath it. Um, so I encourage you, the listener use that, um, right there on the website, no need to go anywhere else. You can just start the conversation right there. Um, and, uh, and, and utilize that feature.
1: Plus you can link it right to Facebook, Twitter, or what's the heart I see I see uh, a Facebook just, Twitter pin it. That's it, favoriting it on the on just the site. Or just it. saying yep. somebody liked it. Okay. Well, very good. And then it seemed like there was let's see here. Pull it back to the um Demis Defection. Do you remember this one? I, I recall it's been it's been a couple few weeks since I've uh, a lot of waters crossed under the bridge since I read this.
0: Yeah. But
1: it was a neat thought. Um because yeah, again, since by Pastor uh, Blair, Scott
0: Blair it. of uh mm-hmm. Willow Grove Baptist Church in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. Um,
1: he, said, he mentions in the, uh, in the beginning of the article, he said this verse is often cited as a warning to believers of the dangers of worldliness, and rightly so. Um, we say Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Okay, somebody gets to loving the things of the world, loses his interest in you know spiritual things, and so he departs. But he says, however, could it be that the phrase "having loved this present world" is talking about a type of worldliness other than the carnal worldliness often associated with this passage? Could the phrase be a reference to Demas's fear of a martyr's death? Interesting thought there. Mm-hmm uh as he faced the reality that paul would be executed for the faith so then he he makes three observations uh regarding that and then he references which i think is kind of powerful um the uh the whole pandemic of 2020 mm-hmm. um and and the and the fear there um you know he, he reference he mentions baptist people have always been willing to sacrifice for the sake of truth i mean my goodness if you look back to <clears throat> how many martyrs there truly were in the baptist faith um I think just uh, of the Waldensians themselves in northern Italy there, and uh, and you know sending out missionaries and yet being being kind of driven out, being per- pursued and persecuted and killed. Um, and then he says, uh, as 21st century Baptists, we have absolutely no experience with real persecution and are completely untested. With regard to how we might respond in the face of severe persecution or martyrdom, if the response to the coronavirus pandemic in 2020 is any indication of how Bible-believing Baptist people would respond to such a test, the results are not good.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's an interesting point, because Mm -hmm. um, rather than saying Demas was thinking particularly about specific aspects of the world, like worldliness, the carnality we think of today, you know, entertainment and all these other things. I, I can't think of Demas that way, I guess, in that culture, but but could it be that it just means a general love of this life more than the next? A love of life. He doesn't want to lose life, his life. This life in particular. R- right. There's this physical life. <laughs> this this present world. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, right. that's kind of the point that Pastor Blair is driving at there. That perhaps maybe Demas just loved this life uh, more than he should have, which is um,
1: which is interesting when you think about. Um, and and I know we we discussed it, um, and I'll make a comment about this that a listener feedback too uh, in just a minute. But you know, we discussed this off, you know, on in a few different episodes about how to handle government regulations, how to handle the clo- you know, the the shutdowns and things like that. And I know here in our part of the. Country, it really was fairly limited. It was really six weeks down, six weeks semi down, and then it was kind of back to normal in a way. Now we live in a tri-state area, so the other states were different. But um, uh, wow. but anyway, six think weeks. about yeah, six weeks actually closed down, six weeks sort of semi closed down, I think, and wow. then after that, it really wasn't. Now I, again, it, it did extend for longer, depending on where you at where you're at, especially like medical institutions, you know, mm-hmm. maybe things like that. But um, but you He's think about on people, here. yeah. You think about people who, for say, fear of whether it was government reprisal or fear of getting sick and that small potential of death, avoided church for a year. A yeah. year, you know. Um, it's a shame. That's an interesting, uh, yeah. What, what do I say there? An interesting testimony. Now, somebody, I was, I was going back. Uh, To that statement, somebody said to me just recently, you guys need to go back and uh, give one more like post-COVID episode uh, because he said, you guys changed over time. (laughs) That was his take on it. Um, And so I kind of gave, you know, gave my thought on on it as he was, you know, in that conversation a little bit. But uh, there was some evolution over time, which is to be understood. But anyway, sure. that was that was his thought. So you gotta have a post COVID episode essentially. You know, that yeah. where do you stand on it now, I guess in hindsight.
0: Well and that that doesn't necessarily mean that's not a bad thing. No. Um mm-hmm. you know I think some folks view faith as saying, I made a decision by faith at the beginning and it never changes. And uh <laughs> that's that's kind of uh ignorant <laughs> if I'm being honest. You know if somebody when, says I haven't changed and 30
1: years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs>
0: right. Um, Growth has changed. Right. You know, so I don't think it's a bad thing because, you know, I mean, we are we are still following uh, information as it comes in and we're using discernment with each new thing that we hear about and each new thing that we read as far as current events goes. And we have to make decisions about each of them as they come in. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to see some uh, evolution over time in, in what we're saying and what we're doing, mm-hmm. we try to keep people apprised of that.
1: It basically, was that I had the right position all along, and that you finally, you know, sort of <laughs> conformed to my way of thinking. No, just kidding. Not that's not what he said. But <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that actually is uh, our time for today. We've uh, we've de- dealt with some listener feedback and a couple of these articles. And again, we invite you to go to reason together fm slash blog, or just go to reason together fm. Scroll down past the. Uh, the podcast episodes and uh, toward the bottom of the page is our blogs uh, and just take a look there and and, and uh, there are some for your reading more coming out and uh, and we'll keep producing those let us know what you think give us some feedback either right there on the blog page under each article or um, or at reason together podcast at gmail.com or if you're a patron you can be responding and having a discussion on the patreon page
0: Yeah, we do appreciate you being here. We are encouraging balance, developing perspective, and connecting faith to practice. This is Reason Together.